0: Travis Ryer, the BamaOnline.com staff with a special edition of Instant Analysis on a Tuesday night from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. An early January Tuesday night, typically uh, kind of sleepy around these parts, although a lot of years you've got an Alabama football team like this one preparing for a college football playoff national championship game. So some similarities from that respect, but you had a Heisman Trophy uh, presentation on Tuesday night involving a couple of Alabama players, actually three of the top five finalists for this year's Heisman Trophy, all from Alabama, and the award went to, as we know by now, Devontae Smith, the senior wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Side, the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard in 1991 to take the award, the third Alabama player in the last 12 years to win college football's most prestigious individual award. And in this century, when you talk about recognized non-quarterback Heisman Trophy winners, all three of those players from the University of Alabama, of course, Mark Ingram in 2009, Derrick Henry in 2015, and tonight, Devontae Smith. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush did win the Heisman Trophy uh, 2004, but that award that year was vacated due to NCAA violations. There you go. Devontae Smith, very deserving of the honor. As it played out in terms of the vote, won fairly comfortably. You wondered about the dynamic with both he and Mac Jones figuring to be in those top two or three. Maybe a little bit of a surprise that Mac didn't finish second. You had Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, By a nose, edging out Mac Jones for that number two spot. And, of course, Kyle Trask, the quarterback from the University of Florida, rounding out the four that were featured on Tuesday night. Devontae Smith came to Alabama, not exactly a two-star. Certainly not as highly regarded, perhaps, as maybe, say, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, during that 2017 cycle, very highly publicized, Coming out of South Florida, that pipeline that Alabama has obviously tapped extremely well throughout the Nick Saban era. Uh, you also, of course, had Henry Ruggs third from Montgomery in that class, along with Devontae Smith. Terrell Shavers, the fourth wide receiver from the state of Texas in that 2017 group. And of course, these guys all came to Alabama together Najee Harris in that mix, Alex Leatherwood in that mix, Mac Jones in that mix to Otonga How about that class, the class of 2017? But for Devontae, it didn't really start in terms of his career as if it would finish with this type of award, the Heisman Trophy, but had a really strong junior campaign. Of course, he had the big catch in the national championship game as a true freshman, but even during the course of that season, he was viewed as pretty much the third guy with Judy and Ruggs and then Devontae Smith. Then his sophomore season, about midway through, homecoming game here in Tuscaloosa against Missouri. He has a hamstring issue. That hobbled him over the second half of that season. But then, of course, his junior campaign, he explodes for over 1,200 receiving yards, 14 receiving touchdowns, and takes it to another level this season. And when you want to talk about historic seasons not only at the conference level, but also just college football in general. The numbers aren't going to be there with some other guys. Obviously, the number of games isn't going to be there as it would typically be in a normal season. But when you consider that each and every time out this season, like his team itself, Devontae Smith did it against Power 5 competition every week. And really, throughout the course of his career, he's been at his best against the best. Just look at the last two LSU games for more on that. LSU, widely considered and certainly self-anointed as DBU. Well, just look at what Devontae Smith did in the 2019 and 2020 games against one of the very best corners largely in those games in Derek Stingley Jr. So again, congratulations to Devontae Smith. It is a very different time right now with Alabama getting ready for Ohio State in the college football playoff national championship game. We'll get into some more of that on instant analysis tonight. You had right across the drive there at uh, off Bryant Drive, you had Alabama men's basketball in action tonight. What a performance. What a start to SEC play for Nate Oates's team. Uh, 3-0 and now, solo possession of first place. Now, South Carolina has yet to play an SEC game because of COVID issues. So South Carolina doesn't have a loss. South Carolina doesn't have a win. But the Crimson Tide, in a battle of two 2-0 teams on Tuesday night in league play, goes to 3-0 with a resounding 15-point win over the visiting Gators. About time here in Tuscaloosa, right? I mean, we're talking about a stretch that since 2008 had seen Florida win eight straight at Coleman Coliseum. Nate Oates' team playing its best basketball as SEC play gets underway. Great performance from the Alabama bench tonight with an emphasis on Keon Ellis, the junior college transfer. Uh, Outstanding. You also got a very significant contribution from James Rojas off the bench. Um, You had Alex Reese uh, chip in 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 that way as well. So you worried about it because in the pregame you learned that Javon Quinterly, was out for tonight due to medical reasons. And you had been dominant with that sort of rotation coming off the bench that you had, which featured Quinterly, but no Quinterly tonight, no problem. Uh, Bench points, Alabama ended up winning in that area by 10. It was actually bigger than that. You got into some walk-on and mop-up time there in the last minute and a half that helped Florida with those numbers. And points in the paint, Alabama just continuously having its way around the rim to the tune of a 46-28 edge. So great job all around. Defensively, Alabama, very good once again. And Nate Oates and his team off to a fabulous start to SEC play. Go to Auburn on Saturday morning, 11 a.m. tip-off down there at Auburn Arena. Auburn, 0-2 to start conference play, looking to get things right with a road game at Ole Miss tomorrow night for the Tigers, and then it'll be Alabama for the Auburn Tigers. Um, we'll get into some uh, – hey, you talk about a newsy Tuesday, right? You had everything. You had the ramp-up to the Heisman Trophy this evening. You had Alabama-Florida basketball you had a late afternoon buzz about potentially the BC, uh, excuse me, the BCS, the college football playoff national championship game, perhaps being pushed back to January the 18th because of some potential COVID issues up in Columbus, Ohio. You heard pretty quickly from Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletic director in that regard. He was pretty adamant, I thought, in his tweet on Tuesday evening that very much the expectation is that the game's going to get played on January the 11th, you had the Kristen Sabin dust up on Twitter with her sort of response that she deleted pretty quickly and then later apologized for. I mean, this is a Tuesday night in early January and we had a little bit of everything, but Alabama did return to the practice field on Tuesday afternoon earlier in the day. You heard from Nick Saban through Chris Lowe of ESPN. Jalen Waddell returning to workouts for Alabama in hopes of participating against the Buckeyes in the national championship game. We'll see how that goes throughout the week. You know, and it's not just Jalen Waddle you're considering here. You're considering some other guys that are dealing with some issues from the Ohio State perspective. Some uh, cynic. Cynical viewpoints, I guess you could say, in relation to Justin Fields and that rib injury or that midsection injury that he sustained, and now we have talk of COVID issues. Uh, But for Alabama, it's not just Jalen Waddell. Uh, A guy that's not being talked about probably enough in advance of a matchup like this one is Malachi Moore. The star position would love to get him back for a game against the Buckeyes for sure. I would think that will be the case. Uh, But everybody trying to get right before making that trip down to South Florida. Now, look, if you got anything for me here and you'd like to chat, that's what we're here for. We're here to interact. Tim, I see you. Good to see you in here. Bashira, yeah, you're in here. Angel's in here. Larry, um, he's checking in. Russell's here. Kay, anything you got for me on a Tuesday night, we'll chop it up here as we head down the stretch of instant analysis. Again, busy, busy night over there off Bryant Drive. Sonia's here. Dennis. Desmond. Desmond offering up congratulations to Devontae Smith. Um, yeah, Randy, we're right here, man. What's going on? A lot of congratulations, as you might expect, uh, for Devontae Smith tonight from the fan base. Uh after his Heisman Trophy win and, um, and the Alabama men's basketball team as well. Hello, Don. How are you? Ronald, the expectation was for uh, Jalen Waddle to practice. It was interesting. Alabama released its still photos and video from the workout today, and I'm pretty sure Nick Saban has creative control of those photos and those videos because we didn't at least end what was released to us From UA, um, see Jalen Waddell actually out there on the practice field today. But again, we heard enough to believe that that would certainly be the case. Johnny asking about LeBrian Ray, you know, that one almost has the feel of, and you don't want to say never with anyone, but in what we've heard from Nick Saban in recent weeks, uh, it, it sounds as close to a shutdown with that elbow situation with LeBrian Ray as you, you might expect. And the good news for Alabama is there's been continued production and improvement for uh, those younger defensive linemen. Tim Smith has come on more on the nose there with DJ Dale. Christian Barmore has rounded into form certainly down the stretch. Uh, Justin Aboygby has been solid. Fedarian Mathis has been solid. Uh, Byron Young has done a nice job as well. Um you will have by the way, Thursday night is your uh your big award show there on ESPN. So things like I would guess the Bolitnikov, the Groza which Will Reichert is a finalist for, Of course Devontae is uh, expected to win the the Blitnikoff award. Um the uh The Outland Awards like that, you still have a big awards night coming up on Thursday, and of course, a lot of Alabama representation in that as well. Jason, we did hear from Christian Harris, uh, excuse me, from Nick Moore, Nick Saban, in relation to Christian Harris following the game against Notre Dame, and it seemed like everything was going to be okay um, from Christian Harris. How you doing, Joe? Checking in from uh, South Carolina via Birmingham. Yeah, I know both those places. You might be in the upstate, you might be in the midstate, you might be in the low country for all I know. Tim Cough then says, Will Reichard for the Groza. He's been perfect. You know, hard not to win many awards when you're perfect. And uh, that's been Will Reichard this season special teams you got thomas fletcher up for you know long snapper awards you got mac jones up for holder of the year um pretty much that entire operation is represented in the uh, postseason the individual awards uh watch list yeah i don't think there's any doubt uh robert we're still awaiting to hear more on malachi more you know listening to nick saban post game on uh Uh, following the the Notre Dame game. It didn't sound like it was something that was especially severe. In fact, I believe Malachi actually dressed out for the Notre Dame game. He just didn't play. Yeah, the Joe Moore Award as well for the Alabama offensive line, the top offensive line in the country. You know, if this team finishes the deal against Ohio State with a Heisman Trophy winner, with a likely Bolitnikoff Award winner, uh, the Joe Moore Award winner, the SEC Coach of the Year, how about that for Nick Saban? We'll see on some of these other National uh, Coach of the Year, Year awards. Robert asking about Daniel Wright. We did see DeMarco Helm's in there a good bit um, against Notre Dame. So uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on as we move forward. Uh, at the safety position, DeMarco Helm's had a team-high 12 tackles, uh, had a sack of Ian Book in that Uh, Rose Bowl game and so uh, You know I think DeMarco Hellams has showed You that if it comes down to it and you need Him whether it's due to injury Whether it's due to uh, Ineffective play he can certainly get The job done more of a More of a true safety type He does play that money position in the Dime as well Um, But he's he's a sure tackler I think he is a, a top three guy On the Alabama defense right now If you have to have someone make a Tackle Demarco Helms would be—he'd be in my top three, and he would probably be in there with Malachi Moore in most instances. Um, you know, it's mostly guys on the back end that have been really good in that regard. Yeah, Lee. Uh, Mac Jones was the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award winner as announced on Monday. So a lot of hardware throughout the week. Andy, that's been kind of the sentiment of most folks i think certainly from the alabama camp a couple different ways to look at the rumblings that you heard in the afternoon on tuesday in relation to a potential postponement of alabama ohio state and that was addressed pretty swiftly college football playoff executive director bill hancock was quick to say that there are no changes as of right now you also saw a port a report from pete thamel of Yahoo.com where the sentiment was very much not in favor of trying to postpone the college football playoff national championship game to January the 18th. So uh, it sounds to me like from the Alabama perspective and from the conference perspective of the SEC, uh, not a lot of give right now and even you know considering that possibility of moving the game from next Monday night. You know, Rick, it's a good question. Typically, with bowl games, and I I haven't checked on this because of COVID, but typically um, in bowl games, you uh, you take just about everybody. There's not much of a limit at all for bowl games. Now, with COVID, I'm not sure if that uh, that is much of uh, you know restrictions in play uh, for how many people you're going to take. Unfortunately. You know The bowl games, the championship game, they've kind of just turned into um, road games where you travel the day before, you go in, you play the next day, and you go home. Now, I would think with this being the final game of the season that if a team wanted to stay overnight following Monday night's game and considering the late nature of that game, that they would just go ahead and uh, stay the night. Lisa, I'm, I'm going to go with. I don't, I don't know this for sure in terms of travel, but I would expect that Alabama would, would travel on Sunday. Like, you know, they pretty much did that for the Rose Bowl and going out to the semifinal. Went out the day before, played the next afternoon, and went home. You're welcome, Rick. Thanks for joining us here on Instant Analysis. We always appreciate it. Yeah, Reagan, I agree on Malachi Moore uh he's a he's a good tackler. Um, you know, Ohio State's going to offer you both though. They're going to give you some of that 11 personnel with three wide receivers, and that's when you really need Malachi at that star position. I thought Brian Branch did fine against Notre Dame, but when you are really at your best right now in this defense, you have Malachi more at the star. and then when you go dime, you've got Brian Branch there at the money position. Um, but given the explosive nature, the increase in explosive plays that Ohio State can present compared to, say, Notre Dame, for sure, you want to be in 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 uh, possession of your very best cover guys. Because I think that you know Alabama, unlike Clemson, Clemson's corners could not hang with uh, with Ohio State on the outside; just couldn't do it and then required a safety in the box to help out against Trey Sermon, and that underscored the issue uh, of man coverage problems for for Ohio State. So, um, you know, we'll see, but I think uh, I think that Alabama matches up a lot better on the back end than did Clemson. <laughs> yeah, we'll check in with Pops later in the week to get his pick. Don't worry about that, Johnny. Yeah, Steven, it, it is. It's crazy. It's uh You know, it's a Tuesday night in Tuscaloosa, and look, there's still not students here. It's pretty much a ghost town um, until next week. You don't have students really getting back until, I think, classes start a week from tomorrow for the spring. So, you know, you think about if classes were in session and you had a night like this and there weren't restrictions in play, you would probably have a pretty good party going on down on the strip right now. I don't know if you saw it at the basketball game tonight when they announced Devontae as the winner, you know, for a very limited crowd at Coleman Coliseum, they made a good bit of noise for for number 6. What else do we have this evening before we get out of here? Just wanted to check in and kind of go through it. Again, a big Tuesday night. Uh fun Tuesday night. Alabama's third Heisman Trophy winner. Think about this Saban era you know, when you start to really write it down uh, and consider the accomplishment. Three Heisman Trophy winners now, five national championships, eighth national championship game appearance coming up. Um, That's uh, something else, something else. Yeah, Waddle's going to be something we continue, someone we continue to monitor throughout the week, you know. You think about sort of lines of demarcation as far as a guy's true availability for a game. It's a little bit different coming up because the game's on a Monday. But what you would typically look at in a game week for a Saturday game, Wednesday is usually a pretty important day. It's a pretty telling day to the coaching staff in terms of guys who are going to be up for sure, who are going to be available. Well, the game's on a Monday, which is a benefit in this particular instance with Waddle because you can put that off until Wednesday of Ohio State week. This week is actually going to be what? Friday. It'll be more like Friday. So you've got until Thursday, Friday-ish. That gives you today, Wednesday. You get into Thursday. You see how he's responding to the work. And what exactly he's capable of doing, and then Thursday into Friday, you know, by Saturday you pretty much want to have things cemented. You're going to have your rotation, you're going to have your situational um, options. All those things are going to be pretty much settled by Saturday, and then Sunday you're in all likelihood getting on the plane and headed down to South Florida. Looking to win that sixth national championship under Nick Saban, which of course would be his seventh overall. All right, that's going to do it for a special edition of Instant Analysis. Always appreciate you guys and gals for joining us here on the Facebook home for BamaOnline.com. If you missed any of this, if you want to hear it again, you can do so at the Bama Online Podcast Center which you can find on one of those tabs atop the bamaonline.com website homepage, we archive our podcast there, you can find them. This will upload there in the very near future. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night and keep it locked. Keep it locked to bamaonline.com for continuing coverage of DeVonte Smith's Heisman trophy win, the Crimson Tide's preparation for Ohio State. The first place Alabama men's basketball team. When you talk about the SEC right now, we got all that for you and more right there at BOL. And, of course, you need to hang out with us. Come hang out with us at the Roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans everywhere, right there at BamaOnline.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night, everybody.